Hello, and welcome to The Funny Thing About Yoga, where we talk all things yoga and maybe make you laugh a little bit. I'm Gianna Gambino. And I'm Bradshaw Wish. Enjoy the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm having so much fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Funny Thing About Yoga. I feel like I haven't done an intro in a while or started, so it's me, your favorite, Gianna, and your real favorite, BB, <laughs> Bradshaw Wish. That's true. That's He's true. Heard- I think I just have a personality that's electric. You do. You know, so it's like when someone normal like mm-hmm. you is yeah, standing like, next to like someone. more of a square. Yeah, yeah, more of a square standing next to someone like me who's more of an oval. Yeah. Um, it's hard. <laughs> it's, it's really hard. hard to shine through because I literally like sometimes I walk down the street and my even this is this is actually true. My sister goes, she goes, Brad, everyone looks at you. And I go, I know. It could be your giant neck tattoo. I think or, it is. Or probably the dress you're wearing. <laughs> His face is so mad at me. Um, I'm not saying that in a way that is like, I know, I know you just condemning don't it. For, I'm just, you don't, do you know, you, you know, you just, don't no, I am obsessed with you and I absolutely love you. I'm just one saying, time, I think one time, one time, wait, wait, listen, wait, wait, people do stare. But one time we went to Gianna's mom's house and we went down oh, to the pool true story. and I was wearing a speedo and she goes, she goes, her mom goes, you can't wear that here. Yeah, she did. She did but say it. I was like, wearing it. I said, I literally was like, mom, you cannot tell my friends what to wear. And then also th- that's like, it's so puzzling to me from another <laughs> layer. Cause have you ever been to Italy? No. Okay. Well, they're all naked there. They're pretty much naked wearing nothing. Or they wear like tinier speedos than your speedo. And my mom yeah, exactly. loves, my mom loves being Italian. Oh, she literally <laughs> does. <laughs> Okay, so I, you guys have probably have I done have I, I have I done my impression of your mom yet on here? No, Gianna's I, I don't like, think so. She's like, "Hey, Brad, how you doing? Do you guys want some pasta?" <laughs> this literally sounds nothing. <laughs> no, like literally, that. she's like, she's like, she's like, Gigi, come over here. You look so good. I haven't seen you in so long. You look great. You just need a tan. You just need a tan. Come sit by the pool. <laughs> Who's gonna pay the HOAs for the condo when I'm dead? Like literally unhinged, obsessed. Here's the thing. All of those things are true, but it, the voice is nothing. No, it act. No, Gianna, the thing is. You have is, like hearing dysmorphia. That's what I have to say. You don't hear what I hear. Oh my God. But here's the thing. It is a spectacle. Oh my God. Yeah. But you know what? Speaking of Italy, I've been thinking one day we should do a yoga retreat in Italy. I would love that. I know. Me too. And then I could, you could hear me struggle, <laughs> struggle communicating in Italian. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a good segue. I'm putting that out there. We want to do a yoga retreat in Italy one day, mm-hmm. but we do. In just speedos. We'll just be in speedos. Yeah. Just, we're going <laughs> to, me too. I'm <laughs> just, just in Yeah. Gianna, Gianna's just going to be like boobs <laughs> out just a speedo. <laughs> and not even like made for a woman's bottom, like a straight up man's speedo. I would rather at least have like the Borat speedo so I can get a little you with know, your ass hanging out. Yeah, but if, a little coverage. I would love it. So it's literally <laughs> you're teaching yoga and in the Borat thing, and it's and like the thing, the the strings just cover your nipples. <laughs> here's the here's the thing. This did I, I think we told this story, uh, but not as a funny story. You told the story about how I keep going to yoga studios lately and like the teachers are naked. Here's the thing, like that would happen in certain places. Where they would be naked? Well, well I I'm, just I just found out that there's a, there's actually a men's nude yoga class here. I know in about one in, in New York. Um, are you I could go? not. I, I just, no, I couldn't. I don't think I could. Like I couldn't have my actual asshole exposed <laughs> for, I mean, I could Oh my God. No, wait, wait, wait. no, no, no. But seriously, seriously, G. And I'm very, <laughs> can the topic actually be naked yoga? Um, yeah. no, but like, well, we'll have to go take a class and then talk about oh it from God. experience. I, mean, I like, would never, I'd a... give myself a black eye and down dog. <laughs> Gianna's nipple is just, impl- is like imprinted on her forehead. 
can we can we like really i'm actually dying no but here's the thing here's the thing here's the thing this is an explicit i think people know this is an explicit yoga podcast if i was in down dog (laughs) and my actual asshole was exposed Uh i would have to be in the back of the room oh my god yeah (laughs) i would have to do it outside because i do hear that Gwyneth you want to you want to be naked and outside? It's like <laughs> yeah, naked and afraid, but yoga style. <laughs> exactly because she says you need to like put your perineum in the sunshine or something. <laughs> I should know what that is, but I don't it, know what that perineum is. Is that did I say it wrong? It's the space between your like it's like a taint. Oh, oh, I don't have a taint. Oh yeah, you got it removed. I forgot. <laughs> I think I'm saying it wrong. It's perineum, but you know. All right, everyone. Well, we're here to talk about retreats. <laughs> <laughs> She's Googling it. She's literally Googling it. No, I'm not. Okay, here's She's the like, thing. I want to go to I, I, I want to go to Italy for a retreat. Let's talk about my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, oh my god. god. We are okay. ridiculous. This but, is so know. stupid. And like again, we would never talk about this on a retreat <laughs> we would never talk about no this we would never talk about this like in a, we would never talk about this ever. what do you mean <laughs> ever except we just did i think what you're meaning to say is fresh this is the thing people like about us is that we can be ridiculous and our humor can be way out there but we could also be serious and still honor the teachings of the yoga practice. And thank you. That should be the clip. That's the clip that you use for next week for the next episode. <laughs> Why? Like- no, actually, literally, let the clip just be like me saying asshole over and over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the reasons why people love our yoga retreats is because of the dynamic that we bring to it and also the experience. So mm-hmm. I mean, I think. Oh, sorry. Today's topic, just to be explicitly clear, we are talking about yoga retreats. We want to talk about our experience as a guest on a retreat, as well as a little bit about how we came to organize retreats. And then also, just so you know, this is like equally as um, open for from the student perspective and the teacher perspective, and we hope that you guys will laugh but also take something from it about maybe inspired to try a yoga retreat or to even plan your own this is the first the first thing that came into my mind about Mm -hmm. just retreats in general Mm -hmm. is that a lot i have a lot of students think that like they have to be like a pro like like a like an asana pro oh yeah to like do retreats and i'm like at least i'm speaking from our retreats and think that a lot of other retreats are like this is i i'm imagining are Mm -hmm. i don't don't know is like all like all levels are welcome to all of our retreats um Mm -hmm. and i bet there are a lot of other retreats like that but you should definitely look into that like you know ask if you're planning on going to retreat ask the person who's leading it like what can i expect in terms of like asana, is this all level? Is this like a, you know, an advanced asana kind of retreat? Because I bet there are those as well. You just kind of, you kind of like want to know the the vibe of the yoga that you're going into. Yeah. Yeah. I think yoga retreats in, in my mind, or at least the way that we organize ours are meant to be accessible and available to anybody who can travel essentially. Mm -hmm. And I think that retreats serve so many different purposes. And for me, I remember the first retreat I went on was really during like a change of life moment for myself. I was exiting a relationship. I was um, graduating grad school and I was at a crossroads of like my living situation. And I was like, I just wanted to get away. I just needed a moment to really connect with myself and kind of get away from all of the moving daily parts of my life. And so I had gone to Costa Rica and I, I went for an actual, actually I went for a really long time. I was gone for a month, but during the week retreat, I had time to like really invest in my self-care in my yoga practice and to get quiet with myself. And that's kind of the purpose and the nature of the retreat that I was drawn to as a student. And that's one style of retreat where there could, that experience could exist. And there's also Mm -hmm. many other different styles of retreats. And I think you and I 
as retreat leaders together, we, we hold space for many different types of experiences where people can really make of it what they wish. Yeah, I think that it's important for me personally, I've never gone on a retreat, <laughs> I've only led them, but um, to have structure, but not like where every minute of my time is planned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that having a little kind of like, I don't know, one third or a quarter of choose your own adventure is really great because some people come on retreats and it's like, I want to literally lay down by the pool and read a book. And that's all I want to do. And that's yeah. fantastic. And there's time to do that. And then there's other people where like they want to do every single activity. They want to like go mm-hmm. on a hike and they want to you know go kayaking and go, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and so I think that having a kind of choose your own adventure structure mm-hmm. is really beneficial. Yeah. I, I, I just know myself as a traveler too. Like I just think about traveling, right? Like where I, I'm a, tra- I'm the type of, of traveler where say we're going to gay Perry mm-hmm. and we want to see the Eiffel tower. Yeah. That's there. Right. Yeah. And, but then you have, I knew that was there. Everyone just, you know, uh, but then you have like someone who comes and wants to do like the Eiffel tower and like, then, you know, do these six museums. That's not the kind of traveler I am. Wait, wait, like, wait, wait. So you're saying. <laughs> is that like a really bad analogy? Hold on. I was like, you're like, I either want a gay trip or. <laughs> no, gay Perry. Like it's gay. Like people say gay Perry. I never heard that before. You've never what? heard people say gay Perry. No. Why? Obviously you're ignorant. Um, No, literally. I... It's like a saying. That's like a saying like gay Perry. Oh my God. Cause this is so stupid of me. You're saying <laughs> you like... either want to be gay and go to the Eiffel Tower. Or no, that's not what I was. Up. What did you think? Okay, it's like when you and I went to LA together, and you were like, you needed your alone gay time. I was like, is that what you're oh, talking yeah. about? No, I just like <laughs> to do one. I don't like to do three thousand things. Like traveling with someone who like wants to get up at six and do like see yeah. like, everything. No, that's not me, baby girl. That is not me. Will not be doing that. <laughs> I just, I'm still stuck on the fact that I thought you meant like you're going on like a gay guy's trip. <laughs> like the ones you do in Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> I'm like, of course you, you know wouldn't want to go to the completely naked there. Speaking in, of naked. In Puerto, in Puerto Vallarta? Va- no, not Puerto Vallarta. Oh, where was I? When we were in, El- um, oh God, where were we in Costa Rica? Manuel Antonio, we got there and there's oh, just yeah. like old guys just laying there naked with their, like their balls at their knees. God, yeah. And one guy asked me to take a picture. <laughs> to, to take a picture of him? Uh, said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, of course you did. Um, okay. So now that we understand the type of traveler Bradshaw is, <laughs> just so you know, I make all the plans and he happily follows along. And he's like, okay, where to. he's like, where are we going today, mommy? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I'm just like, okay, so what are, what are we doing today? Um, when you, when you went on your retreat, like what was your, what was like your favorite thing about that retreat in Costa Rica? So it was very, um, this particular retreat was very kept to like the retreat center that we were at. So I didn't do much exploring in there, Mm. but it's very unlike you. I feel like, yeah, I think just being, cause I love, I'm the type of traveler that loves to do all the things like Mm. I remember a day where I would be going through museums and you know how you get like the little museum plan that has like all of the artwork that's in every single room. It has like the floor plan. I literally used to walk around with my pen and that little map and like check off every room to make sure I went in it. So this is how we are so different, but. And what am I saying? Absolutely not. Yeah. If I was like, oh my God, I didn't see like such and such painting in room number nine, I would like have to go back and check it off. And I remember some of my friends that I would travel with, they'd be like, okay, I'll see you at the exit. (laughs) But here's the thing. I'm not, that's not how the retreats are, but my like attention to detail and planning, I I do think that that like comes through and how we organize things. But before talking about that, um, what I loved about my experience was the fact that it was kept to this one retreat center. So I didn't have to move from place to place. Cause that could also like changing your environment so many times, like can also be a more active trip. And I could just chill out at the center. There was 
so many different yoga spaces. There was really great yoga classes twice a day. All of the food was um, the option to be plant-based. I mean, everything was plant-based, but the option to have meat if you wanted it. So I just felt like I was eating really uh, nutritious foods for the time I was gone. Like everything was really well balanced and a lot of it from their own garden, organic. And then there was a spa with all kinds of eccentric, uh, you know, eccentric to like a normal spa services. And I like tried out everything. I was like, today I'm tapping. And then the next day I would do the lymphatic drainage. And then the next day I would do like the shaman session. And I did it. I literally did one of every service and I loved it. What's my face look like? He looks grossed out. <laughs> did I ever tell you about my session with the shaman in Costa Rica? I have no clue what we did. I feel like he like waved around some like, yeah. <laughs> some like Palo Santo or something else. And he was like, making noises and there were some like things burning and I was just laying on a table and he just like did circles around my body like smacking a drum and saying was he from saying, Costa Rica yeah everyone pretty much who worked there is from Costa Rica okay that I have that no clue bad. what took place because my eyes were closed but there was like a did you get Reiki did you get Reiki no no no. this is just a shaman session and then we sat down after have you ever gotten Reiki Yes, of course I have. But the shaman was Do you like, think it worked? What, Reiki or the shaman session? I'm over the shaman session. So he, whatever. He, but I he, didn't finish telling the story for the people who weren't over it. Okay. okay, keep going. So he was waving Palo Santo. Yeah, keep going. You're actually rude. And I wish I could, I wish I could perform violence over the Zoom. I'm going to, I can't say that. I'm okay. just kidding. By violence, I mean, pinch your cheeks so hard and give you a nice. No, she actually means violence. She wants to, she wants to actually murder me. I would never. Ahimsa. Okay. So you really ruined the moment. But anyway, the shaman just told me it was exhausting being in my mind and normal people don't think so much. And I was like, Thank okay, you. that's actually funny. And yeah. the shaman was probably right. And he, he was, he sat down and he looked exhausted. He goes, oh my God, it is exhausting <laughs> being inside your mind. I was like, really? How do you, like, how would you guess that? <laughs> well, I think like you could say to most people and they're going to be like, yep. Yeah, I know. Right. But uh, that was interesting. Anyway, I think going to Costa Rica really did inspire me to want to lead retreats and to like bring some of the skills that we just kind of talked about. Like I'm just, I'm really organized in my past life working in an art gallery. I used to organize a festival that brought artists over from around the world. So I would often take care of travel arrangements and like all the details, food, accommodations. And so like some of those things I'd been doing for years, it just kind of translated over to planning in a really effortless way, but coordinating like the daily stuff between, you know, how we're managing the days. That's the stuff that becomes like the unique part that we get to design and experience with each different retreat. Mm-hmm. Like I, what I'm saying, sorry, what I meant to say is like, I feel like we've come to a really great template of like how to run a retreat, but then we get to change them based on where we're at. Absolutely. Yeah. I do definitely think that we have a really a good blueprint for sure. Yeah. I think, you know, we've led some, um, you know, we've led retreats together and even before leading retreats with you, my favorite thing about leading any retreats was I just like, I don't get to spend a lot of time with the, with students uh, because I'm like often running from class to class. Mm -hmm. And so it's really nice to get to know people in a very relaxed setting. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's one of the things that I enjoy most about retreats is like, yes, the yoga, but like we, we tend to just learn so much about people, like why they started practicing, how long they've been practicing, mm -hmm. why they came on the retreat. Like it's just, I really, really do enjoy hearing other people's stories. I agree. And it's so like, so fun for me, like to learn about someone in a different way. I'm like, you know, so-and-so has been coming to my Monday night class every single week for three years. But then mm -hmm. they, when they come on a retreat, it's like, oh, I actually really know this person now. And they're awesome. And I mean, like, I feel that way. Who was in class this morning? Uh, Susie, Rachel, and Jim were in my 6.30 AM. Shout out. Shout out. You're so lucky, guys, that mentioning your name. 
<laughs> um, Jim literally was well, like, I Jim... just listened to the Jim's just like, I just listened to the etiquette episode. And he goes, now I'm worried that I do all those things. And I go, you no, don't believe me. I go, if you did, I would let you know. <laughs> we love yeah, you, Jim. I, I was um, going to say, but... if any of them are listening, it's Jim. <laughs> it's Jim. No, but um, what was I going to say? Is they it, were it, in it like, you see all that connect. And they were like, yeah. they were all like, oh my God. And they all like saw each other and like hung out and we're talking after. And uh, as corny as that sounds, it's really awesome. Yeah, it builds community among the students as well. Because I think, mm-hmm. think about how many times you've gone to take a public yoga class and you're like sitting in the room before the class starts and you've seen familiar faces, but you might mm-hmm. not have gone over or said hello or like, you know, just broken down that wall. And then, you know. I'm probably so annoying to practice next day because I'm like, what's your name? You're probably like, I'm a yoga teacher. No, no, that's not true. I think that, I mean, what would we like? Yeah, I'm just very social. I'll say hi if I'm, you know, people are looking at me, but I'm usually What's re- like- Gianna, Gianna says, she says hi to some people. And then when <laughs> she sees me, she literally French kisses me, tongue and everything. She's like, I can't wait to practice next to you. French kisses me, put her, puts her hand on my lower back and says, <laughs> I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with you. Here's the thing, as he's saying all this, I'm just staring at him, letting him speak. Cause I Do know you think that, that you could no- French kiss me? Do you think you could French kiss me? No, I don't think I can. Um, you don't also- think you could ever French kiss me if your life depended on it? You would never French kiss me? No, I wouldn't. That's actually really mean. <laughs> do you see what I have to tolerate? But I'm pretty You know that's confident. what we do. Like we literally French kiss everyone on our retreats. Here's <laughs> here's the thing is I know by episode it's actually number- not, It's a French kissing retreat. It's actually not a yoga retreat. It's a retreat to learn how to French kiss. Watch okay. like a sign, like literally just sell it out. Like <laughs> you are actually being ridiculous, but um, I know that the, I know that the listeners know by this many episodes in that you're yeah, I'm literally, full of it. They'll I'm, never believe I'm you. Literally the most full of it. Um, but getting back to students. Yeah. So it's really, really great to see, uh, and it, to, to see and to get to know a lot of these people that we see in class on a, on a regular basis. And then to, you know, really create these long, long-term connections. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, I think that's like one of the many benefits for a yoga student to take a yoga retreat is for that community to not only to like make other connections with like-minded people, but also because you'll make a deeper connection with yourself and your teacher. And if you're going on a retreat with a teacher that you really want to learn from, they're able to give you more individualized attention and really help you in your practice. Um, There's so many people who I knew their practice from before coming on a retreat, just in a more um, general way. Like I, I knew how they moved. I knew where they were at with certain, you know, positions. Like I know the general things from, from only what I could observe and then meeting students on a deeper level or to know more about, you know, their history with any injury or any physical limitations in any any way, or even just like a, a mental struggle. A lot of students who have a fear of inversions or something like that. It gave me more direction, more insight to then like workshop with things with them one-on-one. And then when they come back into my public classes, I'm sometimes with the students that have gone on retreats with me, I might go over to them specifically and like say something like a cue just to them. Yeah, because you know, they're, you know, because I know them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like built uh, an ongoing relationship or like after class, if they were coming up against the wall with something in their practice, I might be like, Hey, I noticed this, this, and this, and like actually continue developing that, that relationship. Um, but, but I think that's definitely (laughs) kind of enough about that reason. I think we should name a couple of other reasons why students. I got another one would come to a retreat. Yeah. And this is not just, this is honestly outside of it's students. And for us is like, I love resetting. And like, especially in Chicago, I know not everyone is coming from a cold place, but like coming from a fucking freezing place in the middle of the winter 
in February, March and going somewhere where it's 85 degrees and sunny and beautiful and you can go swimming in the water is really nice. Mm -hmm. Like outside of the yoga, like, like honestly to just like get some, it sounds simple, but just to get some sun on my skin. Yeah. You know, oh my gosh. You just like, like you, you can tell all the people from Chicago, can't you Gianna? Cause they like get there and they're like, Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Charge my battery. So I love a change of scenery and I love personally a really relaxing environment. Like I, I, you know, I love all different types of vacations, but I do love a straight up, let's get to the beach you know, mm-hmm. do some yoga in the morning, relax and slowly drink my coffee and enjoy the sun. Yeah, I wouldn't call a retreat is a vacation, but I think it's a vacation with a purpose. With intention. It's, it's yeah, a vacation exactly. with intention. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And but so, I, I personally still consider at least the way that we lead our retreats, a vacation. Taking time off and dedicating that time to like relax or how fun or, yeah, yeah. yeah is is definitely falling into that category but mm-hmm. it is very intentional I think you know rather than just taking like a friend's trip it's the intention of coming on a retreat is something related to something deeper and it could be different for for everyone maybe there are some people who are just like oh I just want to take this yoga vacation and then for others it can be a lot more directed towards like a mental health reason or, you know, like me, I was talking about just like being at a crossroads, had a lot of decisions or like a change of life reason, or just something that they want to discover within themselves or their practice or elsewhere. For sure. I totally agree. (laughs) I agree with you, Gigi. Thank you. (laughs) We don't always agree. I also, one more thing. It's just a key. What? Well, there's a lot of things that I like, but I also love going on the boat. At least, <laughs> but so Bradshaw's talking about in Nicaragua for we go on, we go on a catamaran and it is um fucking amazing. And the first time we were there, there were literally dolphins that followed our boat, and I freaked out. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, it just like and they cut that fresh fruit. I want to yeah. go there right now. I just literally wish I was there right now. They they're so nice. They yeah. make the, this amazing ceviche, and you just like. Oh, thank God for finding that Gianna. G- like literally, the fir- <laughs> literally Gianna's been them all. And like, I like am part of the retreat. I'm like, what are we doing tomorrow? And she's like, you're running the retreat with me. We're going on the catamaran tour. <laughs> but yeah, I love, I like, I like the, the adventures that we have chosen to like incorporate into our. Retreat. Totally. And they're always included, but they're not mandatory. What are your, what are your feelings on like, you know, we've had students that like come and they're like, I don't want to practice every morning. I think that's totally okay. I would rather someone honor what their body is telling them to do than force themselves to do something they don't want to do. Um, I know that a lot of teachers might have a different stance on that. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, I think at least the schools that I've practiced in or like come from, it would be a little bit more strict. Like you have to do this like 6am meditation, 7am yoga. Mm -hmm. And so if someone's coming in there with different intentions and like, there's someone who has a very, very busy life on the regular and this goes into like, they're just go, go, go in their regular life. And they just need a moment to like sleep in Mm -hmm. by all means, like sleep in, catch up on that. Like you can take the other class in the day. We've also, I mean, that's the other thing. There's two classes offered. It's not like there are, you know, there's only one class offered, but we had, we've had a lot of people, not a lot, but I have a good amount of people that have really stressful corporate jobs that work a lot of hours And they will come up to me, like maybe they missed the practice that morning. And they're like, I'm really sorry. I just needed to sleep in. I was like, there's no need to apologize. You live a like an insanely busy life. Don't feel, Mm -hmm. of course. And this is to say, this is not to say, of course, we want everyone to be there because we want everyone to practice yoga. That's a yoga retreat. But it's just like, I think that that's a, for me as someone leading a retreat, that is an important aspect. Like I never want anyone to feel guilty for like not getting up and doing that morning session. If they have a really stressful yeah. job, like you said, people go for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's some people who will not miss not one yoga offering. Cause they're, I would re- say most of them don't, most people, like most people are always there. Yeah. But it's totally 
honorable if you are like, I need sleep. Like sleep is important. And if you're not getting it in your regular life and you're able to take off for a week for a retreat, what's it like to sleep? What's it like to sleep with me in the same room on a retreat? Oh, it's, it's actually terrible. No lie. Bradshaw didn't even pack pajamas to our first (laughs) retreat together. And I'm like, where did like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, what are you like, like, come on. I was thinking we were going to get married. First time I went to the bathroom in the middle of the night and walked by your naked body. Was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not getting paid enough for this experience. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't intend. It was okay. But here's the thing, everyone. Here is the actual truth. The room, the room that we were in, the, that's, that's actually been changed. There's AC in the room now, which is great. But um, we were in a room, the first retreat that we did. That was so unfucking believably hot. It was a glass room. So for context, there's you know with a glass room, there's no way to like block out the heat coming from the sun. So it would be 85 degrees, and you would go in there and you'd be like, ah! like you get in the room, you'd be like, ah. <laughs> so you just be we like, were taking cold we'd be showers, just literally laying there like completely completely naked and she's like you need to put clothes and I'm like Gianna I know you don't want to see me naked I don't know what the fuck you want me to do because I'm actually dying right now I am fucking dying actually dramatic because I found a way to wear clothing but besides that we we kept stealing the fan remember we kept stealing the fan like (laughs) like, I get the fan so we had like beds across from each other diagonally but they only gave us one rotating fan and to its full like 180 degree rotation it like wasn't barely hitting, hit, it was barely of hitting each of us. <laughs> so we, we went back and forth all night, like rotating it four degrees to the left, five degrees to the right, screaming at each other. <laughs> so it stupid. Actually chaotic. And then the next year they put AC in that room and yeah, yeah um, it's a lot better now. So, okay. Last thing I want to say about another reason why people would take a retreat. And I think you were um, describing this earlier is just to like explore new places. And maybe that's to connect with nature in some way, whether it's hiking or going on the boat, seeing the dolphins or, you know, staring at the ocean, sitting on mountains, all those things. Also like, you know, we go to Central America and outside, I love essential outside of doing any retreats. I love Central America. I've spent time in Costa Rica, Nicaragua and Guatemala. Uh, and what I like about it is that why are you making that face? Is it quit bragging? Quit bragging. I mean, it's right. I'm just traveled. real. I'm traveled. I'm world traveled. Uh, world travel here. And um, what I like about Central America is that at least from like the Midwest, it's like not hard to get to. Like that's yeah. the only like I know there's probably a lot of people listening to this, and you're like, why don't you go to Bali or Thailand? I would love to do that, but guess what? All of you can't even take a week off. And that's two days of travel. It's a full day, 24 hours of traveling there and 24 hours back. Just thinking of, of the practicality of like travel and time off. And plus I speak fluent Spanish. Oh, no. literally that was my next point is we also love like the rich cultural history of Central America and mm-hmm. we really appreciate it. And that appreciation can be seen in Bradshaw's Spanish speaking skills. I really try. <laughs> like I really, I do get off the plane and I'm just like, I can speak Spanish. I don't know where that um, comes from that. Confidence comes no, from. I would say it's, uh, it's just like blind faith, you know, blind faith that I can speak Spanish and I'm just committed. But Gianna yeah. knows, I know a lot of, uh, words. You're like, how do you know all these words? And I'm like, I, cause I took Spanish and for and a lot in high school. So I just can't, I just can't put yeah. the, put the words together. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have more comp. I have like your baseline confidence when I have like one glass of wine in me. I'm like, okay, like I know all this stuff, but I'm embarrassed and shy, but then like one glass of wine, I think I'm fluent. Um, but yeah, so connecting with the culture, connecting with nature, exploring a new place, being appreciative within that. And, you know, I think all the beauty. Yeah. I think it's important to say like when going to other countries, like we approach it with like, with respect, we don't want to we don't want to like leave a bad trail behind or whatever. Like now I don't, I don't want to go on a whole other side tangent, but like we really 
love working with the same group of Nicaraguan locals that we work with and like taking care of them and, and, you know, respecting everything about the experience. For sure. I also would like to kind of maybe give a little bit more insight to, uh, teachers and also to students for retreats is that like one of the reasons that Gian and I have done this in Nicaragua now this will be our third time is it's very very hard to know what a retreat center is like without going there oh yeah you you know so it's like we like yeah we would I would love to go to Bali but I'm like okay the pictures can look very very different so then mm-hmm. like they do in person, so like we, the expectation, we know what the expectations are and we know that the expectations are always met going to Nicaragua in this beautiful place. It is, believe me, I would love to go to like all over the world and like, just be like, we're booking mm-hmm. here, we're booking here, but it's much, much harder than people think. Yeah. And, um, for, for context, I went to this same retreat spot in Nicaragua in like 2015. Who, what before- were you doing there? That was after, no, before I went to Costa Rica, it was one of my like eat, pray, love moments where I was out of the breakup and I was like, I'm going to Nicaragua. But anyway, found that retreat spot, brought people back to it. And we really love it and keep developing our relationship, developing and strengthening our relationships there. Um, But in Colorado, I did that retreat with Emma in Vail and we, she's, Colorado local. So she went in and scoped out some like hikes and, you know, restaurants, caterers, things like that. But the actual retreat house that we rented was not at all like the pictures. Yeah. We felt, Oof. we felt a little bit like duped. D- yeah. Not duped, but just disappointed when we got there because like the level of cleanliness mm-hmm. was just not up to the standards that was presented to us. But so Emma and I, like before the retreat began, we're like on our hands and knees, like cleaning things, like obviously making things look a lot more pristine and comfortable. Mm -hmm. And so that's the other thing, just like a little note to yoga teachers. There are so many things that come up in the yoga retreat world that you didn't know were in the job description. And Mm -hmm. you just have to be prepared to kind of improvise in areas that you might not have anticipated, Mm -hmm. whether it's like a delayed flight or so-and-so isn't coming till the next day or, you know, cancel flights, weather, things not being like the pictures. There's so many different moving parts and factors to be aware of. And, And if something doesn't work out exactly like you thought it would, you need to improvise and problem solve like at the drop of a hat. Yeah, that is very, very true for yoga. Te- like, yeah, you're tra- you're uh, leading, and tra- you're not just leading yoga classes. You're leading an experience. Yeah. Outside of the country, sometimes with ten to sixteen people, and that can be wild. Yeah, and they're relying on you. Yeah, and that's an added layer of responsibility. And so I think that for any yoga teacher thinking about running a retreat, it's really important to know what skills you would have to bring to the table. And if you're lacking in any of the skills needed to then partner with someone who compliments you. Like us. (laughs) Well, I don't think I'm lacking any skills, but I'm lacking. I'm I'm lacking. I'm. I I would say I'm lacking ninety five percent of the skills, but the personality is a hundred and a hundred and ninety five. So that makes up for the ninety five percent. Sometimes before a retreat, Bracha's like, "So who's coming to this retreat?" Or I'll be like, "No, my favorite." I literally am just like, "Where are we going?" Uh, we've also gone to, I like the thing is, TG is like, I don't think I could point it where we're going on a map. I know you definitely don't know where Nicaragua is on a map. No. If someone's like, your life depends on it. I'm like, it's on San Waldel, sir. But we, we told everyone already the story about how, when we had to rebook our flight, oh my God, we're Liberia. You're like, are we going to Africa? I'm like, oh my God, this is a failure of the American education system. No, no, actually, you know, it's um, historically proven that queer people don't know what maps. 
I feel like I've already made too many like queer errors. Today. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know about that. Um, okay. Gay Perry. Okay. One other thing for yoga teachers, if besides like partnering with someone or recognizing your um, skills that you would bring to the table, I would also plan well in advance and research the place and go to the place if you can. So that's just another quick tip that I want to reinforce um, what would you say Bradshaw is like a, how many months before a trip would you, or even at least a year, years, you at like least, a year at, out? at least a year. Yeah. And you also have to consider like you, when you're looking at these places, like is food included? You're talking, you're talking about international at least a year. Yes. Cause locally, I think. Yeah, locally you can be like, I mean, lo- it depends though. If like it's something close to where I am locally, less time, maybe five months, mm-hmm. four or five months. But if it's even, even if it's like in the United States, but not in Chicago, then I would still yeah. give it a year. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've planned things well ahead of even, even more than a year in advance. Mm-hmm. But I have to say from like the. Well, because you things book up. Things book up, but especially overseas things book up a lot faster, especially at retreat centers. Um, but you can also do a retreat at like a house somewhere, like rent a house. And then you're, then you have more responsibilities. We should have another episode all about that. But, um, I think those don't book up as they're not as, uh, what's the word? The demand is not, it, it might not be as high as like those road yoga retreat slots, mm-hmm. but I think all of our sales come our international sales come at least a year to like six months before the trip. Yeah. So it's like that for six months, we're pretty much, we aim to be in a really good place months leading up to it mm-hmm. yeah. with the international stuff. And then And then for some local retreats, we still at least had the majority of our sales, like I want to say three or four months before the retreat, we were in a good place with that. But for those retreats that are closer to, you know, wherever you're living, you can and often do have like two or three last minute like signups or cancellations and the last minute open thought. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but I would never rely and I wouldn't advise relying on like a one month turnaround or like all last minute signups for your retreat. Cause they can be, it could be a big investment of both time and money. Yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah, I agree. So I just wanted to talk about a little bit of that for the yoga teachers to like, I have one more thing for the yoga teachers too, is like, you also have to think about food like, is it included? Some places include breakfast and dinner, not lunch. Is it cheaper for you to go out for lunch? Um, all that kind of stuff. Something that Gian and I have learned uh, is that usually doing a, pl- for for a lot of retreats, doing a kind of a plant-based is the best solution for people because they have, people have a lot of um, dietary restrictions now. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you get the meat, the dairy, all that kind of stuff like, out of the equation. I find that like plant-based stuff is helpful. And then often a lot of these places, they have that, that option. Like, you know, some people want chicken that were, you know, whatever, where we can. Yeah. Yeah. That's like what I was saying in Costa Rica, like everything was mainly plant-based, but if I wanted to add, you know, an egg to my breakfast, I could, or like a piece of salmon for dinner, whatever it was. And we try to do that too. And I found that people from the Midwest where the majority of our demographic or our Mm -hmm. student base comes from, they're so easygoing compared to like my demographic from other places. Like when I was doing retreats with Emma, anyone who was like Colorado or Tulsa, local it's just different i feel like we're kind of lucky like a lot of midwesterners are like i'll eat whatever like don't worry about me it's gonna be fine that is so true that is so true that's one thing i really (laughs) really cherish about the midwest seriously is like people really are just more relaxed yeah and i think the first retreat emma and i did together we were like 
keeping them. We were working very, very uh, closely with the chef to like design the menu and to take everyone's eating preferences into account. And we gave them this survey, like who eats what. And I'm telling you, and this was only like a 10 person retreat, but it became overly complicated to be like, well, this one doesn't eat dairy. And then this one doesn't do this. And you know, and then, but didn't you say, didn't you also say that like the person who said they didn't eat dairy was then drinking all of the milk? 100% Emma and I like had our jaw dropped. I actually cannot do that. We literally be like, I would certainly be like, you're fucking kidding me. Right. You told me that you didn't drink milk and I had all these dietary restrictions. You're the one over there chugging milk. You fucking bitch. Okay, well, I would never. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that too. I, I don't know why like I got. This. I just don't know why but, I got so angry. But but that's exactly what happened. We had because this person had. Um, so you can be dairy free, but then also be nut free. So I feel like we had like almond milk, but then we had to go out and buy like either soy or oat milk as well. So we had to have like multiple non-dairy options because of this person. But then there was one night where we had like a campfire and s'mores and people were making hot chocolate and, and we had all of the supplies for a vegan version, but they were like, Oh no, it'll be so much better with regular milk. Just like chugging regular. I was like, (laughs) it's literally absurd. I, I, I think that that leads us to another point, one more point, yeah. which is like sometimes the less you ask, the better. Like, yeah, you know you what I mean? Like, tell. don't just just I, a lot of people just want to be told what to do. So and yeah. if there's something that's not working well for them, they'll they'll, they'll let you know. Yeah. Um. But like you said, yeah, that was a disaster and a half with all those dietary restrictions and stuff. Hysterical. Yeah, that, that probably could have been my funny story. But there's so much to running a retreat and I would recommend anyone thinking about running one to partner with someone. So you could kind of, it's a lot to tackle. It's a lot, it's a lot to tackle and you can, you can kind of go through it together Well, and that just, okay. Yeah. Go on. I just keep coming up with so much more, which is like, it's also like, um, it's energetically a lot. So having someone to kind of like to go in and out a little bit. Yeah. To like be a soundboard yeah. for different ideas. Yeah. Even though I plan a hundred percent of the things I'm still calling Bradshaw along the way. And I'm like, Hey, do you think this is a good idea? And sometimes you're like, I think that's going to be too much. Or sometimes you're like, yes, do it. And I uh, love having someone, someone else. else help me with those bigger, like no. just even affirmation. Well, that, and also like dividing the, the, um, God, not the, like, not, I don't want to say like the, the emotional load, but the, um, the mental labor, like the, the, the engagement and like, it's not labor. Yeah. It's, I don't want to say it's labor. Like I love engaging with people like, but the, if there was, you know, Oh, that I thought you meant the plan. No, no, no. I would no, never call no, no, no. I'm saying like, okay. Oh, the six, energetic exchange. Yes. Yes. Which I okay. love. But That's like, it. If there were like 16 people there, I, you know, they wouldn't, it wouldn't be good. You know, it's like better. It's much better with two people. Yeah. We, we have more um manpower you know to kind of yeah if i were going to be doing a retreat alone i probably wouldn't want more than 10 people that still would be a lot i think that'd still be a lot i think like seven to one ratio Mm. is like pretty good because especially if you're doing all of the planning independently of a retreat center like all those things Sometimes at a retreat center, you'll get a lot of help from an administrator there. But if you're doing everything on your own and you're leading a group, it's a lot. Um, but this also kind of leads me to a co-point, but for students. So like, I love planning retreats with another teacher, but as on the student side, some people always say like, do I need to come with a friend or like, do I need to like, can I come to a retreat alone? Mm-hmm. And so I think yes and no, like if you want to come with a friend, you'll, there's space for, for that to exist, but also know you will be meeting other people. You might have other friends join your friend group or whatever. You'll stuff, you'll definitely have time for yourself, share a room, bond, all of that, but you don't need to come with a friend. And there's so many people who've come to our retreats solo. And then like all those solo travelers form a little group mm-hmm. and, you know, it becomes a really great way. To well, I mean, it's people. also a great way to meet a husband or a wife or a 
partner because we've had three couples that have come on our retreats and gotten married. Wait, really? No, no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Wait, did you just make that I just up? made it up. You were like, wow, I didn't know. I was literally like, who the heck is married? I was thinking that it would be people that were already dating when they came, but um, couples come, but that's okay. So he's lying. I'm, I'm pretty sure that like, there's a market for a singles retreat, but that's not our market. Uh, But I was, yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember what I was going to say. You really threw me for a loop there. I like to loop you up, baby. (laughs) all right are you ready for the funny thing about yoga i am okay so the last day that we were on the retreat in nicaragua gianna got covid was not able to come it was very very traumatic and sad but so i had to literally do everything which is terrifying for me because i usually do about 10 percent. and um okay but when he says he has to do everything he means like his physical body had to go through the motions but with covid i was on the phone 24 7 telling him everything to do okay that's outside Just of the story gianna it. was not there and um so <laughs> i had to tell the driver who only speaks spanish to, that we're going to be done in like 20 minutes and he was saying to me, like, when, you know, in Spanish, like, when are we going to come pick you up? And I for, I could not remember how to say 20 in Spanish, hmm. like, for the life of me. And so I go, I go, so did you figure it I out? go, diez times dos. Oh, my God. <laughs> Literally, why wouldn't you just write it down? Yeah, that's actually good idea. <laughs> Gianna, I didn't even I think about that. Why would you just like put it? I know your I phone is in your pocket. Think about- <laughs> I can't. This is why I literally need to be Gianna, there. Do, do, I know Gianna for the for the funny story for the for your funny story. I'm going to tell you what funny story to tell them. Why? I'm going to tell you. I have story. so many. No, 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 I no, have no, but so can many. You please though. tell them about Fine. me with the with the envelopes and the cash. Okay. <laughs> so as, as Bradshaw mentioned, I got COVID this past January, two weeks before our retreat. And I was sick for way too long. I, I couldn't, I couldn't make it. I had to make the really hard decision just to stay home and heal. But this, if you know me, you know, this is probably the hardest decision I've ever had to make. So I was like, can Bradshaw do it? What is this going to look like? And originally I was like, okay, let me just delay my flight like three days, give myself an extra few days. And I was like, no one wants me there coughing still. Anyway, I'm trying not to make this about me, but it's- Your mom's like, Brad, she like can't it. come. She's really choking up a lung over here. <laughs> I had a terrible time with it. Oh my God, the trauma. Um, but anyway, so I start preparing- again, while COVID to have Bradshaw be like my little puppet in a, in a third world country. <laughs> so I, I'm She's like, always wanted a puppet in the third world country. <laughs> Honestly, to paint a picture, if, if I could sit down on a chair at the front of the yoga room and have Bradshaw sit on my lap <laughs> and be my little ventriloquist, <laughs> doll that's pretty much it for seven days that's pretty much what him on a retreat looks like okay but tell them specifically about the money okay so so we always give our attendees gifts i had all of the gifts and we had to get i had to get the gifts to bradshaw in miami also we pay for a a big portion of things in Nicaragua in cash, just because they want to avoid wire fees. And so we often have to travel with like thousands of dollars in cash, which is also really scary. Yeah. I don't know why I'm letting this secret out on it. But so if you want to come on, you can just come into our room and steal a couple grand. Yeah. Just don't come for us, please. So anyway, I like packed this carry on suitcase with all of the gifts for our attendees and all of these envelopes. And I, so, so Bradshaw it's had literally, it's literally insane because everything was labeled to the T where I'm always, I like literally, she was like, this is like, she drew a map of the rooms, what was going in the okay. rooms, how to lay this stuff okay. out. I was like, I'm going to kill this bitch. You told me to tell the story. And but then that's you're not telling even it. the story. So, that's the- okay. So I put 
the gifts in there. And he's right. I literally told him which gifts go where, how to freaking design it on the bed. I, I drew a graphic of how to put it on the bed. This is how insanely detailed I am. And then he's not lying because we had to pay so many different things in cash. I put an envelope for everything. Like this goes to this, this goes to that. And then I had a big cheat sheet of like where all the money goes, where all the gifts go. And so it was designed perfectly. Problem is I couldn't put the money in those envelopes myself because I did not have I had to the go money. The, I had to go get the Bradshaw money. had had our checkbook. He had he had the the actual bank finances on his body, which is also so, terrifying, terrifying. So he goes to the bank, he gets the cash and I'm, I keep asking him, it's like, so did you open the suitcase and see the envelopes? And he's like, yeah, I saw it. And I'm like, okay, did you put the money in the envelopes? And he's like, you're like, it's fine. I'm just, it's fine. It's just, I have it. Don't worry about it. And literally like day, like three or four, when I saw how he had the money, it was like crumpled up. And I'm talking at least like $3,000 cash, like crumpled <laughs> up in a ball in like a tall, narrow thing. And he didn't use any of the information on my sheet. So here's the thing, like when you take three grand, I don't know if you've been to the bank lately, but you could tell them how you want it. You want this many twenties, this many tens. I did. I calculated literally did all everything. Of that. She did all I of did that. all of all of the math. So I would be like, put two tens and three hundreds in this envelope. So I like and I'm spent like, I'm like, and then time. I'm like, I'm a three-year-old. I'm like, what the $10 bills? <laughs> so he didn't use any of the envelopes. He tells me to like, just, it, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You're it. micromanaging. <laughs> and mi literally I'm like, okay, let me, this is a, you know, maybe me not coming to, being able to come is the lesson for me to not be such a micromanager. And like, maybe it's a lesson for him to like, be a little bit more independent and like stuff. And then we get to the point where Bradshaw had to pay for a meal out. Am I selling this part? No, I do not <laughs> okay, fine. Well, so that so will be I another one. That will be another one. Cause I can that do for another story, other... but I'm just okay. saying that like, okay. So, and I don't want to tell the story for you, but like when Gianna, called at the end because i had to do like then it was like then i had to pay everyone out so it's like the last mm -hmm. it's like the last you know eight hours of the retreat and i have to pay everyone out you know this the the staff the cleaners the, the, this, that, the tipping the tipping everything yeah. it's it's the it, can be, it can be kind of confusing and she's like she was looking she's like where's the cash and i was like i, I don't know i'm like i literally it took me like you know, like 15 minutes, just find where all the cash was. Then I was like crinkled up. And then I'm like trying to put it in order. And she's like, I gave you envelopes. I'm like, I know I should have used it. You're right. Here's the thing about Gianna is like, even though I'm like, oh my God, you're micromanaging. You're so annoying. She is right. Like she's always right. She's never wrong. <laughs> and so then I get really frustrated because then I have to admit to being late, you know, wrong or lazy and being like, I should have just literally <laughs> divided this. And then like, I have half Nicaraguan money. Then she's telling me to get American dollars back. And I'm like, what's the exchange rate? And I'm like trying to look it up on my phone. I can't get internet. I'm sweating. People are asking me when their taxi is going to pick up. I'm like, oh yeah, just get out of here. <laughs> I know. And yeah, I wound up never coming to the retreat lake. So it was still recovering. And when we had to go through all of that at this point, I'm like a weekend. It's like, he's got this, like he, but it was, I did have it. It was just that you had I learned it. actually you a lot from that trip in terms of, and I had to, so did I, I honestly learned that I have such a well oiled machine. <laughs> Do you think I'm, I'm part of the kidding. machine? Yeah, you are. You. You're a cog in the wheel. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I, I just you're like you're part of the machine, but you're why the machine keeps breaking. <laughs> and that's what that's what that meant. Um, no, no. I just think that I learned where I can, what I'm doing well, and what I could ease up on, and mm -hmm. what is like over, you know, what's overkill, and what it, what's working well. Yeah, totally. I think that's a that was a really big takeaway for me, and yeah, we won't even get into all the other shenanigans or i mean like, we could go like, on for weeks about yeah so we'll we'll save some of those funny stories for the next episode but if you guys are curious about our nicaragua retreat it is happening in 2024 we have some bunk beds left by the time you're listening to this 
they're big bunk beds. They're not your traditional ones. So they're a double. So it's very cozy. It is in the dorm room. So we do tend to sell out fast. So if it's not only room left. Yeah, it's not too late, but it's the only option left. And you will still have a fabulous time in a dorm room and make lots of friends and eat delicious food and see dolphins. Maybe I hope we see dolphins again. We better dolphins, dolphins. mountains. Also, uh, like the thing at night, I just if you do come, Gian and I, that's when we really connect emotionally. So like <laughs> just don't come into our room because we're probably laying to each other and looking in each other's eyes. Uh, well, it's true. We love you, everyone. Again, thank you so much for listening. Rate, review, subscribe, write a review. It really, really helps us. And if you have any other questions about the retreats, feel free to reach out to Gianna directly on Instagram, me directly on Instagram, or through Kaya Yoga School, or through the funny thing about yoga. We have literally 500 ways to get a hold of us. Yeah, a million Which is Instagrams actually Gianna. that I manage. It's actually so all just... Gianna. She pretty much practices my personal Instagram. It's the same. <laughs> I was going to say, if you message Bradshaw about anything, he's probably just going to screenshot it and send it to me. So you might That's actually straight me. up happening. <laughs> all right, everyone. Be kind to yourself. We love you. Bye. Bye. You're simply the best. That was Tina Turner. I miss you, Tina. Better than all the rest. You can't just stop. You can't have one more. Simply the best. Better than all the rest. I'm doing like a share version of Tina Turner. We love you, (laughs) Tina Turner. We love you. Bye.